Let's get this thing going. Hello and welcome everyone to the Healthy Humans podcast and episode 19 of our entire series. Very happy to have you guys here today. My name is Nathan. We're going to be talking about hypertrophy training today. If you've never heard of that word, don't worry. We're going to be talking about it in detail and why it is important to your physical well-being. So we're going to go into that here in just a little bit. Before we get into the episode here, guys, a big thank you to all my patrons. We did get a couple extra patrons over the holidays, and I'm really, really excited about that. If you guys are interested in supporting me and this podcast here, guys, you can get all of my workout templates. I do. I'm going to start doing a little bit of extra recording and stuff for my Patreon page and my patrons specifically. So if you guys are interested in that, even entering at the $5 level will get you access to my entire health and wellness library. It's a lot. You're going to get much more worth in than just the $5. And it helps me really help produce this because it does take hours of writing time, producing, editing, all of that fun stuff. So that just helps me out quite a bit as well. Let's get into the show here, guys. Today, we are talking about muscle hypertrophy. If you've never heard of hypertrophy before and you're like, I don't know what that word is, that is okay. Hypertrophy is the process of getting your muscles bigger. So if you ask any gym bro, this is really the only thing only uh, real benefit worth training. Um, but you guys know here at the Healthy Humans Podcast, we do focus much more on just bro science here. So let's get into our agenda really quick. This is just going to be a quick overview on what we're going to be talking about here today. I have question and answer time at the bottom of that page. I should probably be pointing at the right side here. Um, that is going to be for anyone who hops into the chat and answers or asks questions. If you guys throw in chat uh anything into the chat. So if I throw in a test from my moderator here really quick, you guys are going to see that show up at the bottom of the screen. So if when we get those, we can see what's coming through. And if there's any questions or anything, we can get those answered. So we will have a little bit of time for that. But again, if nobody has questions, that's okay. Um, we'll get through quite a bit here today. Anyway, so our agenda is we're going to talk about what is hypertrophy, because a lot of times people have not heard of that word. We're going to be talking about how to train for hypertrophy, its benefits, and then again, that question and answer time, which I alluded to already. So let's get into it here, guys. First thing is what is hypertrophy? Hypertrophy is the process of increasing muscular size. So actually increasing the size of the fibers. This is one of the principal adaptations to a resistance training program. Specifically, this is going to increase the muscle cross-sectional area. So when we're looking at that fiber size, those fibers get bigger with training. Now, strength and hypertrophy happen a lot together. This is going to be kind of... Uh, when you resistance train both increase this means that not only are the, the cross-sectional area of those fibers getting bigger but they have a little bit extra pulling power as well going through hypertrophy training you're increasing the amount or the accretion of the contractile proteins actin and myosin there will not be a test on that later guys so don't worry if you don't remember the names that's totally okay but i just want you guys to kind of know what's going on so you guys have some other things and if you are interested in learning more we've got those up on the screen so you can uh research those you can google them you can like kind of dig in that extra little bit so if you want to know about that um a good theory to look up is sliding filament theory that's going to tell you a lot about how actin and myosin actually react inside the muscle cell so that's going to be really important as well what is hypertrophy this is the idea that again muscles are getting bigger but this is going to happen in phases. So at the top of that screen here, guys, you're going to see that first comes neuromuscular changes. When you start a resistance training program, which so many of us are doing, it's the beginning of 2023. I'm very excited to see the gyms just full of people and they're just getting after it. But a lot of times people can get frustrated because 
when I know you guys all want to be New Year's heroes, but most of those adaptations that happen within the first few weeks are neurological. You're not getting bigger muscles yet, but you're improving essentially the electrical wiring to those muscles. And that's what we want to really focus on. So I know that can be uh, discouraging for some, but I want to make that distinction because a lot of people do get kind of like... Uh, they get discouraged very, very quickly when they get into the gym and New Year's and they're like, why am I not getting fit in three weeks? And it's like, OK, well, if you have those fitness goals, they're fantastic. But keep in mind, whatever time frame you think that they might take, they're probably going to take a decent amount longer as well. So I want to set you guys up for success because having the right expectation, you'll see at the bottom of the screen there, expectation management leads to success. If you think that hitting your goals is going to take two months and you don't get there, you're probably going to abandon your program. And adherence is the most important part of a resistance training program. Yes, I want you guys to get like bigger muscles. A lot of people are like, oh, I want muscular tone. And this is really, really important that. So if your goal is like in 2023 is I want to tone, it's a two-part process. It's hypertrophy. So the muscles themselves are getting bigger and it's the process of burning fat. You need to be doing resistance training to see this come out the best. And I know, I know, I want you guys to get toned. Like I want you guys to be able to hit your goals, but I want to set your guys' expectations up correctly as well. So bear with me when we're talking about that here, guys. Moving on to that next one, factors affecting hypertrophy. Now we're going to talk about this is because there are so many different things that go into a hypertrophy program and really a resistance training program in general. It's really hard to go through and affect all of the different things, but we have to understand that there's going to be an underlying component to this as well. So there's two main kind of groupings that we're going to talk about here today. There's genetics, which is like what you start with. So these are kind of factors that are not really in your control. And then there's training. This is going to be what you do. These are factors that are specifically in your control. And it's also what you do with your genetics. So it's like everyone's dealt out a hand and it's going to be how you play those cards, right? So I want to make sure that you guys are set up for that. So when we're talking about genetics here, guys, there's a lot of different things that come into play here. So these are all kind of the genetic cards that you're dealt. The first one we're going to talk about is hormone levels. So if you've heard about hormones before, a lot of times this brings to mind like steroid use and things like that. Some people honestly have low hormones, especially HGH and testosterone. Those are the abbreviated ones I have up there. HGH is human growth hormone. Those are very, very important, but they they are present in different levels in individuals and between sexes as well. So that's why I have that up there. And one thing I do want to make uh, the distinction here is when we talk about sex as in male and female, we're really talking about like the physiological components. We're not going into the the concept of gender um, just because that is something that I don't know enough about and I'm not skilled enough to talk about, but we'll talk about the physiological differences between males and females. Um, and we'll do that in a way that hopefully is inclusive of everyone. So make sure you guys are keeping me accountable to that as well. But uh, a lot of the times, most people know this is like men tend to have higher levels of testosterone. So like building muscle tends to come a little bit easier when we're looking at age. This isn't a genetic factor, but this is something that everyone it's, it's a factor that still falls under that category of like out of our own control because time is always going to move forward. As you get older, <laughs> muscle muscle hypertrophy tends to take a little bit longer. It's harder to build muscle the older you get. It's not impossible. That is that is a big misnomer. Um, I have seen a lot of people in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and even 80s actually get stronger and build muscle. It just takes time and it takes patience. And I know you guys can do this. Next one is muscle fiber type. Some people are built different and that's not the 
like meme thing like oh i'm built different it's like no some people are made to be runners some people are meant to be like strength athletes um i always like to jokingly tell people i probably i i don't know because i haven't like done a muscle biopsy myself um but i'm probably somebody who is type 2 fiber prominent um as in i'm not an endurance runner <laughs> i <laughs> I tell people I usually don't run far, and I, I, I can, I can run very. Sh dwarves are dangerous over short distances. You know, to quote the magical Gimli himself. Even though if you guys go into actually how much distance he covered, it's incredible. Uh, if you're type two fiber dependent or prominent, you're going to be more inclined for like strength sports. And if you're type one fiber dependent, you're probably really good at endurance sports because they do different things. Those fibers are actually wired in different ways and built to do different tasks. And that's a good thing. We need people who can do different things. If everyone was built the exact same, that would actually probably be a little bit detrimental because then there we would be there would be part of the human race that would be uh, essentially not as good at doing certain tasks. And then there's body proportions as well. I am six foot two when I'm wearing shoes, so keep that in mind. So my body proportions are going to be different to a man of somebody who might be like five eight. So even just a few inches of difference you're going to be built just a little bit different. So for example, if I am looking at the bicep here and let's, let's just use some estimations really quick here, guys. So let's say if from my shoulder, the insertion points of the bicep to the elbow, the uh, origin and insertion, that's what we're going with here. Say this is 18 inches of length. Uh, again, I've, I've not measured the length of these muscles before, but say that's what we're working with. Say mine is 18 inches. Say the person who is 5'8", might be working with 16 inches. So there's two inches less difference in the overall length of that muscle. So what that means is if me and our imaginary friend who's 5'8", if we both end up putting on two, uh, let's let's say a pound of lean mass, just, just one pound of lean mass, and it's specifically we're measuring the biceps muscle, it is going to show up much more easily in the person who is 5'8", because they have a shorter muscle. So if since I have longer muscles, it's going to be more evenly distributed along that extra length. So hopefully that guys that makes sense for you guys. Next, we're going to be talking uh, about how you train the really the factors that you can control. So there's a lot of different things that we can go over here, guys. Um, the first one is volume. So the amount of volume you put into your training. And now we're going to get into this factor specifically because you you want lower loads and higher volume when you're doing hypertrophy training. It, you're going to see just that change just a little bit. How often you work out is going to be important. The intensity as well. Um, rest between sets. That's really important. Nutrition. This is a big one. And then sleep. So let's go over these all in in order and kind of uh, of get a little bit of detail in each. So your overall volume is like how much you lift during a specific workout. So if you do three sets by 10 reps by 100 pounds, you've lifted 30 repetitions at 100 pounds. That's like 3,000 pounds of total volume. That's a really easy multiplication number to do. You can put that in a calculator. I actually have Excel sheets that I have when I'm so on. I'm tracking my workouts. I can just type in everything and it just shows up right on my workout. Um, it just spits out a number so that way I know what the volume is because I don't want to be doing math 
while I'm working out or like pre or post workout, right? I want to just like put the numbers in and see what we're doing with, what we're dealing with. So volume can be really important, but now frequency is really important. If you don't work out enough, muscle hypertrophy is just straight up not going to happen. If you work out like once a week and you're expecting to get like really big arms or you want to like build muscle in your legs and you're not actually showing up enough into the gym, you won't see results. You'll see this with me. The biggest factor in the thing that's going to change your life the most is adherence to your own program. If you show up and do something, you are going to see results. That's the biggest thing. Just hands down. That's what I want you guys to focus on. And then we can focus on kind of the nitty gritty later. Like once you get that kind of like a little bit more enjoyment of exercise, it's just part of who you are. You know, after a couple of months, you're, you, you start to see yourself as somebody who exercises then adding in those extra kind of like, hey, we're going to talk about resistance training more. Let's let's get you under a squat bar. Let's see how you do. Then we're going to be seeing a little bit more results from there as well. But the first thing is always adherence. You have to find something you like doing. If you don't do it, then it's really, really hard to make sure that progress continues to move forward. So keep that in mind here, guys. Intensity. If you are doing really light workouts and you are not really challenging yourself at all, guess what? Your results are going to follow. But the same side or the opposite side of the spectrum will apply as well. So if you're not working hard enough and you're just like kind of just there doing a couple of curls, a couple of presses, whatever it might be, and you're not really experiencing any fatigue and you leave, you're going to see results proportional to the effort you put in. Now, the same thing applies if you do too much, right? If those muscles take so long to recover because you've put so much intensity into those muscles, that's actually going to slow your progress down as well. Now, keep in mind, it's very hard to push yourself to the point where like your muscles can't recover in time. And you're going to know what that feels like almost immediately. You're going to be just like absolutely gassed. And if a workout takes, you know, three to four days for you to recover, you probably worked out too hard. You know, that's a really easy like immediate response that you are going to see with your own body. So that's going to help you build a little bit of that mindfulness as well. So make sure you're just staying in that happy point. Like you want to be sore the next day. That's that's going to happen. It's going to get better and you're going to recover faster over time. But like, especially if, again, if you're starting in the new year, if you're starting in the new year and you're realizing like, oh man, this is, uh, I'm really sore when I do this. That's good. You're, you're going to see that. That means the muscle is breaking down and now your body is starting the muscle repair process so that they can build those muscles up bigger than they were before or bigger, better. They're going to improve the electrical system, that neuromuscular adaptations. You're going to start seeing that happen. Next one is rest between sets. So if you are resting like five minutes in between sets and you're just like, kind of dinking around, your heart rate fully settles in between, you're not going to see as good results. It's commonly uh, a common rest amount that you'll see in hypertrophy training is about 90 seconds. And we'll touch on that a little bit later as well. Nutrition is a big one. Now, this is something my clients ask me about all the time because nutrition is like the other 20, I don't know, I should say if somebody trains for one hour of their day, they sleep for eight, that's nine hours out of 20. So that leaves what 15 hours left. So nutrition is the other 15 hours of your day in training. Now, we're not going to get into anything crazy because we want to actually focus specific episodes on nutrition. Um, but eat good food. Um, if you are working out and you're like, I'm going to go put McDonald's in my body after this, you're going to see poor results. You're going to see a little bit less from what you put in, right? If you put in lots of fruits and veggies and uh, 
you know, good protein and things like that, you're going to see and feel better after your workouts. So guys, we just got done with the holiday season. So like one thing that I'm doing right now is I bought a food scale a long, long time ago, and it's something that can measure in ounces and in grams. However, detailed you want to get and it's really really easy guys so what i do even what i did today is i got my my lunch we had a bunch of leftovers and so for me i don't want to just throw a bunch of things in into my 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 pyrex containers because then i actually don't know how much i'm eating as far as energy worth because um if you guys know anything about me i love food i love uh, making and mixing cocktails like we do a lot of like really like extravagant desserts. We did a lot. We did we had like like 7 to 9 Christmases it all blended together. We had so many different gatherings. So, for me like one of my kind of new year's resolutions is like kind of to get to back to my pre-holiday weight, um which isn't going to take super long. It'll probably take me another week or two and I'll be good to go. Um but another like one thing that comes with that is making sure I'm being really intentional about the food that I'm putting in. So, I've got my scale. I put my uh, Pyrex dish just right on it. You hit the zero button or also referred to as tearing. Um, so that's going to remove the weight of the actual Pyrex itself. And then we had some roasted potatoes. I put some potatoes in, right? Um, and these aren't fried. Um, these are like very, very lightly. Actually, they weren't seasoned with anything. They had just a little bit of avocado oil on them to basically for keep them from like burning and sticking to the pan. And that was it. They didn't have anything on them because I was going to season them later. Right. So I put in a certain amount of that. I want to say, I don't remember exactly. I put it into my phone while I was doing that. So I'm like, I've got my, my scale, I've got my phone. And so that way I can track everything. Um, I tend to tend to be an overeater, especially when I snack. So for me, tracking is pretty helpful. And so I put, let's say, six ounces in there. And then I got some chicken out. I hit the tear again, so it'll zero it back down because I've already I've already written down like, okay, I put six ounces of potatoes in here. And then I like put a bunch of chicken and then I write down how much chicken. Um, and so that's super helpful as well. And I do the same thing when I'm, you know, putting sugary fruits in there as well. So I put some grapes in my lunch today. I love red grapes. And I was like, oh, I actually don't know how many, like how much energy I'm taking in when I'm just eating like handfuls of grapes. But I was like, oh, I'm curious. So I weighed that as well. And it was like five ounces of grapes came out to like just about a hundred calories and i was like and it was a lot of grapes um so really excited about that and it's like just helps me keep everything in check while i'm going through so making sure you guys put good food into your body is going to get good results out of your training as well now the last one is sleep this is really important and this one almost trumps everything else because if you are getting garbage sleep you're gonna have garbage training as well like if for I, I've heard, and I, I don't have any sources to back this up right now. I've just heard this kind of through the grapevine is men, you need seven to eight hours. Ladies, you need eight to nine hours. You need a little bit more sleep, right? Get that sleep. That is going to be the most important investment you put into your health this year. If that means you need to buy better pillows, get a new mattress, get sheets that make you comfortable, invest in a white noise machine, um, keep the room, the temperature you like, get off your phone 20 minutes before. And that's the hardest thing for me. This thing, I'm like, I want to be on this all the time. My eyes are glued to this. So I have to very intentionally put my phone aside, plug it in. My nightstand's far enough away from my charger that it's inconvenient for me to use my phone while it's plugged in at night. So I plug it in, I can reach it, to hit that snooze button however many times I need, but it is not it is not fun to use. I have to be like halfway out of the bed to be using it while it's plugged in. So once it's plugged in, it's a really good cue for me to say, okay, I am done using my phone for today. And it's really improved my sleep. I've really been enjoying that. 
next one I didn't put up on here, um, and there's actually a few on here, is water intake. Make sure you guys are drinking a lot of water. Um, the cellular processes that actually go about increasing the cross-sectional density of those muscle fibers can't happen without water. And I know that's like a mouthful, but just think of it, your uh, food is the gasoline for the body, right? You put gas in a car, it's the fuel, it makes it go. Food does the same thing. Oil for an engine is like basically the lubricant for everything. It's going to actually keep the motor running. Water does the same thing. If you don't have water, your body does all sorts of weird things, and it's actually very bad for you to be dehydrated. So make sure you guys are doing that. Another thing I want to talk about a little bit as well is actually recovery procedures. Now, I see a lot of different things on like Instagram, TikTok, and things like that because the algorithms are just feeding me kind of what it thinks I might want to see. And it gives me lots of stuff, which is always interesting. But uh, one thing is I see people taking like ice baths and things like that. I don't mind the ice baths. I haven't read into it, so I can't necessarily speak to that. But I do get a lot of information on that kind of like fed to me. But I haven't like looked into that too much myself. I don't like the cold. I'm hugely not a fan. I'd actually rather spend my time um, stretching and finishing my workout with a sauna. I like those two things. Those are going to be really, really um, enjoyable for me. So I keep doing them. So that's kind of what I focus on throughout there, uh, throughout uh, kind of the end of my workout workouts, excuse me. Next thing we want to talk about here, guys, is like actually how we train for hypertrophy. Now, you guys have seen this graph before, and if you guys are watching this on YouTube, this is going to make sense. So to my podcast only listeners, I do apologize, um, but we've got a graphic up here that's basically a repetition maximum continuum, and it has four different goals that we've uh, actually already talked about this is the fourth uh, of these different things so we've got strength and power which we already talked about and muscle endurance we've actually or we finished off season two talking about those three things and now we're talking about hypertrophy so when we're looking at this graph you're going to get the most amount of hypertrophy hypertrophy excuse me between six and 12 reps you're going to see a little bit of a drop off all the way up to 16 but you're still going to see a good amount of that now the nice thing is is when we start a program here guys we'll usually start people with muscle endurance training and this is going to overlap with hypertrophy quite a bit so when you're doing one you're kind of also doing the other and then as we transition from muscle endurance to muscle strength to muscle power that's usually the form or the pattern that i will follow with people is hypertrophy is kind of right there in the middle right so we're going to see a lot of that so when you're building hypertrophy you're still building power you're still building strength which is fantastic and then when you get to the kind of that six rep mark at the bottom of the hypertrophy range you're still optimizing strength you're almost fully optimizing power as well um, you're not really optimizing muscle endurance at that point but you're still getting so many extra benefits and this is really really good so that means uh, it, it kind of lands right in between that. So it spans and overlaps with strength and endurance quite a bit, which is why I wanted to make sure we spent an episode talking about this. So again, just to summarize it for my podcast listeners who are listening to this on audio only, hypertrophy programs are best trained between six and 12 repetitions per set. That is going to be what we are focusing on. So then when we're actually getting into how many sets we want to do, I'll usually recommend three to four. And then rest in between sets, I'll usually recommend between 60 and 90 seconds. Too long, and those muscles are going to be fully... Uh, sorry, my dog is like running underneath my feet right now, so he's getting a little bit of scratches. 
I hope you guys can hear Theo just like panting because he's just like, oh, he's just kicking his leg right now. Oh, I love it. All right. So you guys are going to see a little bit of Mr. T in here as well. So when we are looking at hypertrophy programs, sorry for my uh, audio only listeners, you guys can't see the dog, but anyone who is hanging out with us, you guys are going to be able to see Mr. T hanging out on my lap here. Oh, thanks for the kisses, mister. He is my, um, he's, he's kind of the boss around here. Oh, he's just resting on my shoulder now. Um, but yeah, let's summarize that really quick here, guys, because I'm easily distracted. When you're training for hypertrophy, we're looking for reps between 6 and 12, sets between 3 and 4, and then rest 60 to 90 seconds. You don't want to rest for too long because we want to make sure that you're actually still getting the most amount out of these sets. Now, I can barely reach, <laughs> I can barely reach the, uh, the mouse to make sure everything is going forward. All right, next thing, this is going to be posted up in my Patreon page as well. So you guys are gonna have these tables available to you. This is a training for hypertrophy program. So we've got five different exercises up on this table with exercise, sets, reps, rest, loading percentage, and then a little bit of extra area where you guys can add notes if you need. So we're gonna start off with just a back squat. That's one of the classics, doing three sets, eight to 12 reps. We're actually keeping the sets, reps, and rest all the same for all five of these exercises. So we've got the back squat, the RDL, that's a Romanian deadlift or also referred to as a straight leg deadlift, bench press, bicep curls. This one is for, <laughs> I put this one in here. This is not one of our big compound movements, but this is something that most of my clients, they're like, yeah, I want my arms to look better. So we're going to do bicep curls, right? So that's a little bit for aesthetics and that's all right. Um, and then we're looking at pull-ups because this is gonna target the major muscle groups in the back as well. So make sure you guys take a screenshot of that. And if you're a patron, you guys are gonna have access to this as well. Both the dogs are very interested in what's going on right now. So this is, this is fun. All right, next thing we're gonna talk about here, guys, is hypertrophy benefits. Now, I wanna talk about this is because you guys have heard me harp on this quite a bit at this point, is resistance training has so many benefits for your body and we want to make sure that we're getting all of those the first one is that you're going to be building strength endurance and power you're going to be getting those secondary benefits when you're doing a hypertrophy program that is just the basics of resistance training you're going to you're going to get that done one of the biggest benefits of hypertrophy training is you're building muscle mass this is going to increase your basal metabolic rate that's the bmr we have the up on there at the screen Oftentimes when you guys see me abbreviate BMR, it's basal metabolic rate. That is the amount of energy you burn at rest. All right, we're going to get the dog down because he's getting a little bit restless. Thanks, guys. Hopefully they're not playing too much. Yep, they're they're doing okay. They might cause a little bit of noise, but uh, that's the fun part of streaming on Twitch. And then we make those edits later. So we'll make those edits if we need. So one of the biggest things here, guys, is when you build muscle mass, you're increasing that basal metabolic rate your body burns more calories at rest, and it actually directly contributes to how much fat you're able to burn as well. And I don't know about you guys, but I've got a few different Christmas meals I'm still trying to burn off myself. So I'm excited about that, and that's gonna be good. Another one you've heard me, guys, yeah, another one I have talked about, guys, is bone density. You're, when you resistance train, your bones get stronger. It's as simple as that, so it makes you a little bit more fall-proof, and it's going to uh, increase how much bone health you have throughout the rest of your life. Another one of my favorites, I have high blood, brush, high blood pressure in my family, and so resistance training helps me regulate that, and it actually helps me keep my resting heart rate pretty low as well. I will say, 
my favorite benefit of resistance training is the sleep I get. Not only does having good sleep help your resistance train, but resistance training helps you have good sleep because you've increased your sleep load for the day because you're working so hard. Do you ever have those days where your head hits the pillow and you're just knocked? Like that's that's what resistance training is going to do. If you use your energy stores throughout the day, you're going to have better sleep. Now, I will say don't work out necessarily right before you go to bed. I know some people do because that's just how their schedule is aligned, but I like to work out earlier in the day and have usually several hours between like maybe it, I don't work out in the evenings. I work out in, on my lunch breaks, so I work out in the afternoons. And then by then I am more than tired enough at the end of the day to make sure I get good sleep. So that's always fun. My favorite benefit, if you guys are wondering. All right. Let me see. Just check and chat. Chat's pretty, uh, pretty chill, which is all right. Um, we're still building this thing up. I know we still have a pretty small audience, but hopefully we'll get more of you guys listening in as we go through uh, 2023. That's one of the big goals in actually kind of my New Year's resolutions is like I have a lot of different professional goals, way too many to be putting up on the screen. So in December, I got some good distances. I ran almost 24 miles. And then I kind of realized I'm going to stop running for a little bit um, just because my knees are just kind of taking and beating right now. I've been doing a lot of different like um, therapeutic exercises for those joints and they just haven't been getting better. And so I switched over to the bike and it was immediate. I felt like I could move better. I was recovering faster. And so I'm going to be biking for a little bit more in the new year. So that's going to be one of my uh, big ones. NYR or New Year's resolutions. I don't necessarily have like New Year's resolutions because I'm always, I kind of use the first of every month as kind of like a check in point, like what went well in the last 30 days, what didn't. And it kind of constantly helps me refocus. But uh, especially in the new year, especially since we just finished a way too many holiday celebrations, um, this is always a good time to help me refocus my diet, my training, my sleep, and my water intake. So I'll usually focus on that as well. So, um, I don't necessarily have a goal yet for how much biking I want to get done this month. Because um, again, I set my, my goals kind of like month to month. Uh, but I'll keep you guys posted on those as we go through. So let me know if you guys have any questions. We can always put those um, in a later episode as well. Again, if we get a big backlog of questions, which would be super cool, um, then we can focus on actually having AMA episodes or Ask Me Anything episodes. So that way we can get you guys all up to speed with everything you guys have going on. So let's get my face off the screen really quick. Sorry, audio listeners, because we're going to go over to the listeners in the United States. So when we're looking at this uh, when we're looking at the state map here, guys, we have listeners in Washington, California, Indiana, Texas, Ohio, Oklahoma, Florida, North Carolina, New Jersey, Oregon, New York, and so many more. I think as we go through, I'm going to be labeling this off a little bit less, and I'll just be like saying kind of our new listeners. I'd love to get listeners in all 50 states. I think that would be super cool. Internationally, we have quite a few listeners as well. So we've got Europe blown up because I know some of these countries are nice and small, and then we've got different landmarks kind of posted around and some of these big ones are uh i know israel which we've got over here was the newest one we've got india australia south africa and then we got some canadian listeners as well and then we've just got one mark over here for the us and then i guess we probably should have one for europe as well but we'll have more of these breakdowns as we go through yeah we'll just make sure all of that is good to go Thank you guys so much for listening here today. Remember, guys, the best way to support the podcast is to join on Patreon. That would be super helpful. But if you guys aren't interested in that, subscribe on YouTube. That is the like that 
helps me out so much. We only have like 10 subscribers right now, but we'd love to get more. I know most of my audience actually listens to this in audio only, so we'd love to get some more video um, views as well. And we're going to try to put some shorts and stuff. Um, short frog content is just kind of how the algorithm tends to push things. So make sure you guys like those, comment on the videos with questions, and make sure to subscribe and to follow us on anywhere you get your podcasts. Our main platforms right now are Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Pocket Casts. You can find us on a lot of different places. And then we're hoping as we get more financial support, we're going to put this up on Apple Podcasts as well, which is probably going to blow everything up quite a bit. Um, but that's going to be a good one. If you guys have any episode requests or topics you guys want me to talk about, let me know. I have currently just checking like 50 different episodes written out. And this is like episode like 19, 18, 19, something like that. So we have way more to talk about. So can't wait to see you guys again. Make sure that you guys are following my three rules whenever you guys are working out. Rule number one, make sure to move around and stretch after you finish a workout. Movement is medicine. Rule number two, drink water, preferably more water than coffee. Sorry, you guys are probably getting Theo in the background because he is upset. He needs, he probably needs to go outside. So we're going to take him here in a second. And most importantly, when you guys are working out, enjoy the rest of your day. That's usually what I finish with my clients. See you guys in the next one. Bye for now.